You're listening to episode 96 of the Chanaran Podcast. On this episode, the boys talk about Fusco's wild night when he uh, got too blacked out to make the recording, as well as uh, what it takes to run a pipe band leadership-wise and whether it's better to rule with an iron fist or a stern thumb. Don't forget to get your merch at Chanarant.com and also check out the Dojo U Tuning Clinic at Chanarant.com slash service band. Enjoy the show. that one that's okay no one should know that, that tune. Why, why is there why is there christmas music <clears throat> for the bag like one i hate christmas music two i hate christmas music played on bagpipes exactly hey you want to hear something you want to know what really uh, i'm going to take over this week because you I take something. over yeah okay so you know what really sticks a christmas tune right up my old arse well uh, what's that there for school when you get hired to play a gig and, to, and they ask you for christmas tunes like i have to do tomorrow I would deny the gig. <laughs> I would I would turn the gig down. I'll know. I'll have like one. I'll have I jingle have, bells. So that'll be I it. have turned down money before so that I don't have to play fucking uh, grand old flag or <laughs> jingle bells or like oh play green sleeves. No, I'm not gonna play green sleeves. That doesn't work on the pipes. Wait a minute. Weren't you the one at the concert one year that played green sleeves on the small pipes with? No. Oh, that wasn't you. No, because yeah. I didn't. I didn't have small pipes until last year. Oh, that's right. You're right. You're right. Um, hello everyone, my name is Josh, with me as always is my bearded co-host, Mr. Andy Fuko. That's me! And if you didn't know, I'm here to let you know this is an explicit Monday evening episode of the Channel Ramp. Well, Monday for us, it'll be probably next Monday by the time any of you fuckers hear this. <laughs> uh, this is an explicit show, so I'm going to give you five seconds to list something else. Um, <laughs> I can make some recommendations, but I'm not going to be mean today. Uh, so go listen to the Big Rap Show and send him some love on voicemails. But if you're sticking around, uh, five, four, three, two, one. Fuck, 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 Listeners can review the show on iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, etc. You can send us emails and voicemails. We play it on air. Like us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or if you're Australian, Snapchat. Check out the Channerant store at channerant.com. Become a patron, patreon.com slash channerant. We have two new patrons I'd like to give a shout out to. Uh, James, uh, Jamie, James, Jamie, James, 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 and Patrick. <laughs> Who? <laughs> James, James and Patrick, two brand new members, two of the six now. Yeah. Welcome, welcome to the, welcome to our unholy dark family. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you're prepared for what you're in for, especially all the nude videos we post on Patreon. Yeah, yeah, it's all just the slow jerks <laughs> with lots of eye contact. Oh, that's, that's the, the way I, that's the way I like it. Sandpapery with lots of eye contact. <laughs> like getting licked by a cat's tongue <laughs> uh, last but not least please invite and share with your friends we are always growing and we like to explore uh, and expose new people here's here's what i would like here's what i would recommend everybody do because i think this would be perfect okay. you say hey you should check out this podcast it's a bagpiping podcast like it's really great like they get into a lot of like deep dives and interesting content and stuff here and then like have them play the jack lee episode mm-hmm and I'm like, oh, well, if you like that one, you'll love this one. And then immediately followed up with the Dominatrix, Dominatrix episode. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> just to just to give them a good taste of the of the range. It's it's a wide range. Yeah. Oh we, my god. Yeah, we we cast a wide <laughs> wide berth. That reminds me. Of much guy. like much like a uh, Fusco's gaping asshole post Indian <laughs> food. It's a very wide cavern, a very wide chasm that we span uh, over the course of several Channerant podcast episodes. And we do spew a lot of poop. This is true. Out, out of our cave. Yep. Um, <laughs> I got a message today from Bill, Fireman Bill. Oh, how is Fireman Bill? He says, uh, just listen to episode 92, the uh, Dominatrix one. Okay. At the gym. I laughed, I cried, I gagged. Best shit ever. Yeah, perfect. That, that's that's, that's pretty much the best we can ask for. <laughs> uh, what was the one? <laughs> I have. I remember I had someone uh, someone who actually didn't, didn't like us. I won't say who it was, but um, I remember I saw... Like they had posted on, I think it was on like a Facebook thread, their opinion of the Channerant podcast. Really? And so I added it as the testimonials on the website. Oh, really? So if you go to the bottom of the website, the first testimonials, I've never heard anyone say anything so blatantly slanderous, not to mention simply lacking of any good taste whatsoever in any public forum. <laughs> really? Where, where was that? I don't the, that it was on a Facebook thread um, during uh, Coddlegate. Oh, was it? Okay, that makes sense. And, uh, and so I took that as, as a <laughs> testimonial. <laughs> I was like, I, I read it and I was like, Accurate. That's about right. That's <laughs> this is this is very this very accurately describes our program. <laughs> we're attaining exactly what we're set out to do. Dude, yeah, we, we I aren't was, trying to be the classy podcast. I, I would say that we're not trying to be premier by any means. By any means. So um I would say we hit our mark. Say what you will, but we know exactly what we want to be. We know who our audience is. And we, we know exactly who we want to be and we nail it every oh, time. Oh yeah. yeah. We're very good at it. And usually uh, lots of drinking helps us get there, but yeah, of course. And uh, the fact that we're natural a holes. So. Yeah, I mean it's nice to yeah. Uh, it's, <laughs> <laughs> Man, you're such you're such an asshole. It's like yeah, I'm aware. <laughs> yeah, thanks. But at least Captain obvious. But at least I'm obvious. At least or, we're consistent. And, right? I, and, I'm, and I'm honest. I'm an honest asshole. <laughs> um, okay, so let's get into some of the. Uh, we don't have a ton of messages or anything, which is good. But before we go into the the news and updates, so we were originally going to record this episode. Yesterday, correct. We were going to do a Sunday afternoon episode, and uh, I just would, has, was pretty sure that you died via autoerotic asphyxiation <laughs> because you were because you were a no call no show. <laughs> yep. And like an hour and a half later, I'm like, I okay. channerated the shit out of yeah. you yesterday. <laughs> I, was, I was like, an hour and a half later, I was like, okay, I guess we're not doing the show today. <laughs> yeah, dude. And then I get a text from you. It's like, dude, just woke up. I'm I'm, in, well, I'm, I'm imitating I'm imitating what I think the voice was. You okay. can tell me how accurate. It was. Uh, dude. Just woke up. Rough night. That was pretty accurate. So so tell me about your evening that was so intense that you missed a three PM podcast because <laughs> you were still passed the fuck out. Well, I was still I was so insanely hungover Sunday that I woke up, went back to sleep, woke up, went back to sleep, and that second time Second time was what this just gone. So what did you do? What did you do uh Saturday evening? So I I bounced around by myself. I went, to, believe it or not, I went you just, to... You just went and tore one on. Just solo style. Just solo. So I went to the Charleston. Sometimes that's fun, right? To go just tear one on solo style? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So I went to Charleston to try to find that uh, dominatrix chick or whatever she is. Okay. Yeah, and she wasn't working. Um, but I just figured I'll uh, patronize... Wait, patronage? Patron? What, what is, what's the word? Um, I'll patronize you, this place. Yes, you <laughs> that's not, would. That's not yes. the word, but uh, <laughs> I will. I will patronize. You walk up to the bartender. He says, "What do you want?" I don't know. What do you want? <laughs> <laughs> so I went there, and it, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't think I really need to go there very often. It's kind of expensive, and it's not that special. It's not great. Yeah. yeah. Um. So I think I spent fifteen dollars on my usual 
Jameson and Guinness or whatever. And Jameson and Guinness. And okay. at the Hunter's Tavern, it's $8 or whatever. So well, anyway. the Hunter's Tavern, I will say, is a superior bar. Oh, absolutely. Here, here's how you know among the dive bars of Las Vegas that the Hunter's Tavern is the superior dive bar. Because everybody that works at a different dive bar, when they get off work, hangs Goes out at the Hunter's Tavern. That's true. They do. Yeah. Absolutely true. <laughs> that's how you know it's the best. <laughs> We've seen so many people like, that we've like, seen it working at other bars. Yeah, like if you're there. like if you work at a bar and you're like, oh man, I, I could I'd love to you know have a couple beers after work, and you don't like you're like I'm gonna go to HT because I don't want to do it at my own bar. No, like, I don't want to do I don't want to drink where I work. This place is a shithole. <laughs> <laughs> but but that place is the shittiest of all shitholes. Definitely. Oh, by far. Oh, uh, dive bar might be shittier than HT. I don't know, man. At least they have live music. That's, that's true. Good. That's decent. Yeah. And the bar's big, at least. And yeah, it's 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 a tough one, but I uh, no, like I would I would agree. HT is a superior bar, yeah. realistically, for all things. Yeah. So um, then, uh, so I was sitting at the bar. Funny story about that. About bag, this relates to bagpipes. And this woman sits next to me and starts talking to me. And she, at some point, she asked me what I do, and I told her I'm a musician and I teach, I play bagpipes for a living. And she said, like, you wear a kilt and stuff. I'm like, yeah. So I show her a picture on my phone of me in a kilt, and she says, she's like. That's not attractive at all. It's <laughs> <laughs> like really, I've never gotten that. Like women always love this. She's like, yeah, no, usually, I'm yeah, not, usually chicks dig the, yeah, usually, usually chicks like, did, dig oh, the kill. All right, well, I'm out then. So then I left. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, all right, fair play. Uh, and then I went to our one of our favorites, uh, Rebar. Oh yeah, that's a good one. And uh, kind of kitschy. Um, yeah. So you were so you were on the prowl. I was. Yeah. Just I was like at home and had nothing to do and I wanted to get out. And I didn't do it. I was going to do it Friday and I didn't. So. I knew this was going to be a mistake for Sunday, but I was like, I got to get out of this. Cool. And I remember you had, you had messaged me on Thursday. Yes. And I went I, out that night too. And I was just like, I was tired. I was just dead. I'm like, I would be the least fun person to go out with. <laughs> and then I'll be even, and like, I had a shit ton of stuff to do at work. I was like, nah, I'm going to, I'm going to call it. Cause I knew I had yeah. two, I know I had two nights of fairly decent amounts of drinking ahead of me for the weekend. Cause right. I had two holiday parties to go to. Right. And I, I, man, I fucking don't bounce back like I used to, Fusco. I'm getting yeah, old. You get old, man. That's what happens. Don't worry. You'll hit your second win when you're about 40 like me. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think my trick is I have and to. You're, and you're desperate. Like now, now I've realized there's a direct correlation between my physical fitness and my ability to fucking recover. I don't know. You've been physically fit lately and you're still struggling. Well, I would say, but I like the more physically fit. I oh, am worse? no the better my recovery oh, is okay. like if I if I was just a lazy piece of shit like I have been for the past two years what's my excuse then I don't know man actually I didn't recover very well actually. yeah I would say you don't recover <laughs> at all you up. fucking die <laughs> but yeah I've like I've noticed now as I've been like trying to not be a fat piece of shit because I can't just like eat whatever I want and drink whatever I want and not look awful right so now that I have to like kind of have a little bit of physical activity I am getting better at recovery and like my sleep's better and all that kind of stuff oh yeah sure uh, so it's like, it's like, what do you go to the gym for? Oh, so I can black out like a fucking <laughs> asshole and still, so I can drink more yeah. and be okay. It's yeah, so like a blackout on a Friday and still function on a Saturday. Like that's a healthy, that's a healthy way to approach your gym routine. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's not a bad idea. Yeah. Actually. <laughs> um, so I went to rebar, right? And I went, uh, I saw our personal pilot. I went and hung out with him ah, and sweet. the other, the other two people that are always there and spend some time. We need, we need like a cool code name for him. If he's going to be our pilot, like, does he need a call sign? Should he be like captain? He, he might something? Ha- he might have one. I don't know. We can call him Mo. Yeah, Captain yeah. Mo. Captain Mo. It sounds insulting, but it's not. He's got a mohawk. So. Yeah, he's got a mohawk. <laughs> um, so spend some time hanging out with him. And he's Mormon, so two birds with one stone. Yeah, just exactly. Yeah, he's not and uh, so, if, if have we told the story about our personal pilot? I think I think we mentioned it briefly, or no, maybe we didn't because we didn't because we wanted it to be a surprise. 
No, I mean, not, not that it is uh, anymore, I but mean, yeah, <laughs> essentially, essentially, um, chain Rant industries, uh, we now have a pilot. We have a plane and a pilot. Well, we got to rent the plane, but <laughs> yeah, we got to rent the pilot. Too. So this dude we know who worked, he was a bartender at yeah, one of our yeah, favorite he's a, bars. Yeah, he's a bartender and he, he lives down in the area. So we see him around and we, he's learning to fly. He's getting, um, he's getting, he's trying to get, the problem is now that he's gotten through most of his training stuff. So mm-hmm. he just needs hours. Correct. So he needs a shit ton of hours in order to, cause he eventually wants to be a commercial pilot. Right. And so he's like, uh, he's like, yeah, like if you guys want to split the cost with me, like I could take you to play. Cause we talked about how we travel a lot for games and things like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, yeah, like if you split the cost, I need the hours. So, you know, for like $200 a head, we could fly. Yeah. He's, he said it to, you have to basically rent a plane. And, but the only cost of a plane is when it's actually, the engine is on when it's actually so when being it's sitting used. here. Yeah. Not, they don't charge it for anything. So it's like remarkably cheap. Yeah, it's not bad. As long as we don't have to pay the pilot, which he said he would do it because he yeah. needs the hour. So well, and he we just like we were just we're gonna be in hotels and shit anyway. So yeah. he'd just stay so with us, he'll hang just with, party us. with just us, just hang with us for the weekend. <laughs> he's a good dude. So yeah, why he's, not? He's fun. He's fun to hang out with too. So we're just like like we were looking at some of these games that we might want to go to. Like Utah was a great example. Utah was one, yeah. Because it's like an eight hour drive, which sucks ass. Yeah, be like uh, an hour and, and a half. Yeah, and he's like he's like he's like yeah, I, we could do that in like an hour and a half. And I'm like. That'll be so killer, dude. Yeah, and so I'm sitting there. I'm like, are we gonna? We're we're gonna have the ch- also. This is how Randy Rhodes died. So I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about this as an idea. But yeah, essentially, we might be just taking a puddle jumper to uh, Utah, and like and like I'm gonna get him like a hat, like AVs, the whole nine yards, and like just have him ch- chill with us because I want that one moment where we're like sitting in a beer tent and someone comes up and they're like, "Who's that guy you guys are hanging out with?" It's like, "Oh, that's our pilot." <laughs> <laughs> we absolutely have to do that. Oh my like, God, it's going to be it, amazing. Is it potentially, uh, you know, 200 something dollars of my own money plus 200 something dollars of your money for essentially a one line gag? Yes. Yeah, but we're going to pay to drive there in time and effort. And Honestly, that anyway. it's not that much more. I mean, for time, I would say more than anything. Yeah, for sure. Like, uh, like, I mean, we're like taking our lives in our hands. An hour and a half, <laughs> an hour and a half or two hours of a, of a quick flight in a little fucking four banger versus... Uh, eight, eight hours, hours drive. Oh, it's the worst. Oh, although the the band didn't vote for uh, Salt Lake, so I guess oh. we're just going there for ourselves. Yeah, we yeah maybe. I mean, what what did they vote for? I don't remember. We can, actually San we can talk Diego about that because we kind of we kind of want to talk about the AGM stuff a little bit. So oh, let's, yeah. yeah, let's get through some more of this stuff. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, so Fusco, uh, you went on drinking on the prowl. Any success? None. Uh, and I went home and fucking I blacked out. <laughs> I have no idea. Did how you black out when you got home, or no? You no, just no, woke no. up. You woke up in bed. Woke up. I have no idea how I got there. <laughs> oh, <fuck. laughs> and I remember, like, you know how he, that guy he always talks me into the mango habanero shots yeah, or whatever it is. Yeah, which is a local because they're likes, made locally. Yeah, because he likes to fuck with you. Yeah, but and I always do it because you always black out. It's always not. I kind of like it. It's not that bad. Um, and then next thing, I was planning to go to HT that night too. I was going to stop by there, and according to my receipts, I never made it there. I have no idea. <laughs> Oh my just, god! I think I just went home. I have no idea. We need to. We need to get you a body cam, <laughs> like a cop cam. Yeah. We'll, get the, we'll get the Fusco body cam. That's not a bad idea. Like what happens after? Like Patreon, Patreon exclusive. We'll we'll rig up a like a body cam or a spy cam on Fusco that like is not obviously visible, mm-hmm. and then just give you like fifty bucks in drinking money and just send you out. <laughs> it's like, and that's content. Dude, I can black out for half that. Yeah, especially at HT, but. <laughs> Oh my god! Uh, so anyway, that's why I wasn't there. I apologize. I was so hungover that day. I just, I just want this to go on the permanent record of all the times where I've told you you're late to show up to recordings, and you're like, oh, "I'm never late." Blah 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 blah. I never said I was never late, but uh, that's the pot calling the kettle black, buddy. 
So um, not only were you late, but no call, I no show. I completely missed it. Well, I called it like an hour and a like half. Like an hour and a half late, <laughs> yeah. Um, hey, man. Uh, when you live the Channerant life, <laughs> you, you got to yeah. be on both sides, the receiving and the giving. Uh, okay, so real quick, we have a Facebook message uh, that I wanted to include. It says, I take it that you haven't... This is this is going to the weird thing that we played. I think it was two weeks ago where they had like the taped down oh, channel. Yeah. Yeah. I realize that you haven't... Or I take it that you haven't realized that the shocking sound of Angus McKinnon and Donna McLean of Lewis were us having a laugh and taking the piss. We had taped down the F hole and C hole for another set that required naturals. No tuning had been done. Okay, and the reason I wanted to bring this up. Okay, I had no idea. I thought I thought this band was terrible. I didn't know they were doing it on purpose. Well, here's but the, we did say that, and we were like, "This is so bad. They must be doing it on purpose." Here's but. here's what I would say about this. Like, oh, didn't you know that time we were playing horribly? Like, we were just we were just having a laugh. Like, we we're playing horribly in front of a huge crowd, like with cameras rolling. We we're just having a laugh. Okay, fine. You're still setting us back as far as the <laughs> as far as quality music and, well, and that, piping that, and like, that thing made it around facebook yeah. for sure people were sharing that like whether that. whether you're joking uh, fine okay fine uh let's get let's post the recordings of the medley from the concert in 2018 i'll be like didn't you realize we were just having a laugh right that's yeah. why we were, that's our excuse that's why only two of us were playing the whole time and everyone else is just making big old honkers yeah <laughs> It's not a bad idea to, as a way to get out of it, it was nah, like, it's like, like don't be wrong a, a gag's a gag's a gag but uh like, like the, uh, nobody else knows. Yeah, <laughs> nobody else. No, nobody else knows that. Nobody in the crowd's like, "Oh, listen, to those guys having fun." They're just like, "Jesus Christ, that hurts." Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I agree with you. I get it. So, um, whether or not you were having a laugh, I don't care. Um, it was still dog ass. Absolutely, I agree. So it, it was, it was not fun or funny. Yep. So you <laughs> mi- you missed the mark. Uh, okay. Next up was this video that was shared to the guests, the Chain Rank guests group. Which I just thoroughly enjoyed. It, it really has nothing to do with backpipes, but okay. I liked it. So I'm gonna I'm gonna pull it up real quick and uh, we'll we'll have a have a wee listen. I don't know if I've seen it or not yet. Oh, this okay. Try not to be a cunt. It's Christmas. <laughs> Take a tip from Santa's hand. The rest of us are doing our best. I didn't actually watch that past five <laughs> it's seconds. So good, uh, and it's a it's a, three ladies, but the first yeah. one in front is pretty old lady. Yeah, the, the first awesome. one I, she's got to be she's got to be I want to say early sixties is where I'd clock. Yeah, at. yeah, for sure. Maybe even older. Maybe, maybe even older. One of them singing like uh, Ozzy Broad in the back, like Whoa! I can't even do it. My voice is still there, but yeah, man, Whoa! that kind of opera shit. <laughs> yeah, no, man, I think that was really good. I like it. So uh, cheers, cheers, funny. cheers to those ladies. I wonder if that like they didn't seem to be reading off like like a sheet. So mm. I wonder if that's like an Australian like fucking or, thing to fuck around. Or maybe with. they just rehearsed it three times and then mm. did it. Could have been. Only 45 seconds. <laughs> that's true. It was better than uh, Bollocks and Fiddle. Any, every it season. even was. <laughs> yeah. It's better than Bollocks and Fiddle last year for sure. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. yeah I haven't seen any recordings of that. Thank goodness. I don't think, I don't know. I don't think any will surface. Which one? Uh, Bollocks and Fiddle this year. Oh, this year. Cause it, oh, it'll surface. Like there were some I'll parts. Sure of that. There were some parts that were genuinely good. But there were some part like the misses were big misses. Well, 
Like Here the harmony, do. the harmony misses were big harmony. It misses. just takes proper editing. You just give it the ten seconds where you hit it and then move on to something else. Yeah. Like use it as a cross into another uh, thing. Um, okay, so w- real quick, I just want to do some shameless plugs. Uh, we still have a sale going on. We do. At the Chain Rant store, you can get some sweet merch for the uh, Chanter Ranter in your life. I don't know if you'll get it by Christmas, but you might as well try. And you can save money when you use the code SATANCLAUS at checkout. That's S-A-T-A-N-C-L-A-U-S, SATANCLAUS at checkout on the Chain Rant store. Get one of them fleeces. Yeah, man. Have you seen Aussie Broad bought one and she sent me a pic of it? Did you see it? Surprisingly it nice. It looks really nice. Yeah. I need to get one. Because at first I was kind of worried because I think I think we list them for like four, they're expensive. Or 40 or 50 maybe. Something like that. Because they're, they're, and I was kind of like, eh, it's kind of pricey. And then, do we get to choose prices or no? Yeah, oh, yeah, we, we set prices, but, um, but it, I mean, it's mostly, it's barely over the cost of production, usually right, is what we yeah. set it at. And so, uh, I said it and I was like, oh, like this might be pricey. And then, uh, Kelly bought one, right. MLK bought one, and she was like, no, it was totally worth it. Really? Yeah. She was like, she's like, I, she's like, I paid, I paid the money for it. I thought I was kind of concerned too. That it might not be that nice. She's like, no, it's really nice. It's totally worth oh, it. We need to get one. Don't we get like at cost prices? Yeah, we can. We got to order them. Then. Yeah, yeah <laughs> we can get some. One. We can get some fleeces for sure. I thought about doing hoodies too. We can do some hoodies. Yeah, like zip up hoodies or pullovers. Either I like pullovers, but there's no wrong answers here. Yeah, I prefer zip, but I don't care. Yeah. So yeah, we should absolutely do that. And then we need to. We need a new shirt. I think we need yeah. A new should we do? Should we do? Well, I'm, I, it's kind of late to do something Christmassy, but we could do. Um, we could do. You got any good jokes for Burns Night? We could do a shirt based around Burns oh, Night. Awesome. Dude, I do. I I can't even tell you how <laughs> uh, anxious I am about Burns Night, really? and not because I don't think I'm gonna nail it. Because so so backstory. I, mean, I, I don't know. If, I don't know. If we've, yeah, I don't know if we've mentioned this on the show before. We have not. But uh, I'm I'm emceeing the Burns Night for the local St. Andrews Society this year. How did that come about? By the way, why is they asked that, me. Why is the other guy not? That usually does it not doing it. Uh, health. Oh, health okay. reasons yeah um and so so they gave me like the script and stuff they've done in the past and whatever and so like one they're like okay well i have no pipers aside for, well i have one i think i might have two pipers that can play that won't be eligible to play the thing that would actually make me money mm-hmm. which i wish wasn't on the same day because <laughs> that, that kind of fucked me that i'd already committed to one thing when that thing came up yep but it's like i have not done any work on like the script that yet i'm just like fuck it's gonna sneak up on me so quick it is don't worry you'll get a lot done on the 26th yeah <laughs> i imagine so because <laughs> uh, like it's one of those things where i'm just like okay i know i can i know i can pull it off but i'm just like ah, i wish i had said no you know that's literally the worst event of the year yeah yeah i mostly did it as a favor i'm trying to be a nice guy you have to keep in mind i i can't piss off as many people as you can why in the local community because i need some of them for shit oh <laughs> What do you need St. Andrews people for? Uh, I probably I game stuff. You know, I, mm-hmm. I get I get some volunteers from them. Yeah. So I try. Yeah, I try to throw people bones here. And I, I try. To, I try to be a. I try to be a fucking paragon of the Celtic community mm-hmm. in the That's Las fair. Vegas area. I pe- I throw people bones too, but different kind. Different of bone. kind. Different kind of bone. <laughs> Angel knows what I'm talking about. He's don't don't say he never gave you nothing, <laughs> like herpes, <laughs> like gonna for her for hippolades. Uh oh, I think our uh, stream might be down. Uh oh. Let me take a peek. Just double check. Or let me refresh. It's good on mine. Yeah, I'm golden. Hmm. Let me refresh. Maybe. Uh, yeah, it's just you. Uh, okay. So, yeah. So, um, I don't know how we got on this. How do we get on the subject of Burns Night? But, oh, because oh, you brought it up for uh, 
something to wear to Burns Night or something at the merch. I forget what you said. Anyway, I'm nervous about having to MC the Burns Night, and I haven't done any of my homework, and um, it's just a very busy time so of year. par for the course. Yeah, par for the course, really. <laughs> and just like par for the course, I will fucking knock it out of the park, as I always do. I'm sure it'll, I'm sure it'll go fine. Like, it can't be any worse. No. No. I mean, if I, mean, I went... What, if, who's the... Enter, do they have an entertainment, or is it just you? I don't know. I don't and do they know, know that your quality of comedy? Because old people aren't going to love that. Well, I can adjust. Um... Yeah, I, I've done, I've done, because like I did the, I did the toast to the Lassies like two years ago, and it was, it wasn't explicit, like it, it hinted enough to be funny, but doesn't it anyway? It's way. It's yeah, written. that's that's well, no, that's I wrote that. Oh. Yeah, I wrote it. I didn't, I didn't use a pre-made one. Oh, Kelly and I, okay. Kelly and I both wrote our own. Oh, okay. Yeah, because come on, we're overachievers. You know this. Well, I know Kelly is. <laughs> hey, go fuck yourself. <laughs> Guess what? I wrote mine. The night before. The night before. Yeah, of course. <laughs> and, it, and, it, and it fucking slayed. I don't remember. I was blacked out at the time. <laughs> I wrote it the night before, and it kicked fucking ass. And Kelly, like, I should, because Kelly had been working on hers for months, and I showed her mine, and she's like, son of a bitch, you wrote this last night, didn't you? I was like, yeah. She's like, and she was just mad. She was yeah, just mad that it was good, and I literally spent, like, 45 minutes on it. Yeah, Kelly does a great job of, like, being pre-done. Like, she does yeah. her work way ahead of time, and... You know, I, mean, it's pretty good, I, I get a lot of people that get, that do a lot of work ahead of time, and they get mad when I spend fifteen minutes on it, and it's better. <laughs> better to be lucky than good. Right? <laughs> better to be lucky than good. <laughs> yep. Um, okay. So, oh, last last plug, real quick. Uh, the Dojo U Tuning Clinic is in May. If you want to work on your tuning skills, tuning abilities, uh, you know, we're not we're not targeting this towards any particular group of players. Uh, the Tuning Clinic, I think, provides benefit to players of all kinds, competition, solo, band players, uh, hobbyists, um, anything like that. So there's no, like, we're not trying to tailor our approach to uh, selling the Tuning Clinic to any particular group. But if you'd like to get some tickets, um, go ahead and head to channerant.com slash serviceband. That's channerant.com slash serviceband if you want to... <laughs> Learn how to tune. Hey, maybe the guy from the earlier comment um, where they taped all their shit down because they were having a piss. Good. Right. They could sign up. They could sign <laughs> they up for the... definitely need some help in that band. Sign up for the tuning else. clinic. <laughs> I, like, I liked the comment, no tuning had been done. It's like, oh, I could tell. Oh, we knew. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> all right. So we're going to take a quick minute. Um, we're going to, you know, hear from some of our fantabulous advertisers who I'm assuming are mostly us just us and (laughs) you see that's a great thing about building a vertical empire McDonald's manufactures the ketchup that goes on their burgers do they really yes they don't buy it from Heinz or nope oh I didn't know that so they make their own ketchup they make their own packaging they make everything you build a vertical empire Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so that you control every process of manufacturing from stem to stern and then you can always ensure people are getting 100% chain of rent quality (laughs) Dick jokes and farts into the microphone. <clears throat> that's why. That's why we're powered by our own store, our own patrons, that's and right. we run our own fucking ads. So roll the ads, baby. <laughs> Here we go. Oh, this this episode of the Chanterrand podcast brought to you by the Chanterrand store. Buy all your great Chanterrand gear and t-shirts and even tape tops for the ladies. It's a hot one out there, this world pipe band competition. So don't forget to hit the Chanterrand.com and buy yours today. And we are back. Thank you to our friends at the Chainerant store for supporting this episode of the Chainerant podcast. You know, those are a great bunch of guys yeah. at the Chainerant. Chainerant, Josh McEachern Media, Chainerant Media, whatever the <laughs> the parent. What's what's our parent company? Do we have a parent company yet? Not yet, but we need one. We probably need one. <laughs> it's yeah. going to be 
Tiger Bomb. Tiger Bomb. <laughs> Tiger Bomb Productions. <laughs> speaking gonna, of the speaking of the Tiger Bomb, while we were uh, talking to some of the patrons, um, we brought up we brought up the Tiger Bomb bet that our good friend Angel came on the show and did. And um, Fusco recommended that uh, pre pre coitus, you put a little Tiger Bomb on your on your sack there. Absolutely, uh, I've tried this a few times and it's fantastic. Doesn't that well? And you don't put it on the shaft because that'll no 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 because no. that'll burn the dude's asshole. You correct? Said. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you don't want to hurt his anus. Um, yeah. But uh, dude, on the balls, holy moly, it's hot and cold, and it goes back and forth. It floats back and forth between the two of them. And uh, this this makes me wonder a question. Okay, so uh, Fusco, yeah. You're you're uh, an alcoholic. Uh, no point pulling punches there. Well, I mean, I have no. I can't ruin my kids or my wife's lives because I'm single with no. And kids. you don't go to meetings. And I don't go to meetings, no. so I don't know. So you have some of the tendencies of an alcoholic. Yes, if I had a family, I'd be fucked. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. What? Um, what is the weirdest thing that you've ever done while drunk to like snap yourself out of it to be like ready to bang? Ooh. If you were just like, holy crap, like I got to perform. You mean if I have whiskey dick? Yeah, like I got to perform. And it will, even, even if you even if you don't have whiskey dick, but if you're just like, I got to perform and I know for a fact, like I'm not going to be able to like get to where I need to be. Like what's, what is your, go? Do you like stick your tongue in the light socket? Like what's the thing you've done <laughs> that's like the craziest shit to like I've talked, get, you, get you primed? I've talked to my penis before. I'm like, come on, man. <laughs> it's you and me. It's you and me. We got this. <laughs> we can pull this off. I swear. I, yeah. you know, I'll reward you tomorrow. We'll uh, we'll take you out to a nice dinner. <laughs> <laughs> and I start slapping it around. You, you come on, start, wake up. You just start manning like <laughs> You know how like you're trying, you know, if your friend's really drunk and you're trying to get him out of the bar, you got to kind of slap him around a little bit. Okay. Uh, kind of wake him up so, so you're, get him on his feet. So, your, sol- like so your solution is you crisp brown your cock. That's correct. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's the weirdest thing I, that I've done that I can think of. Uh, I mean, I've definitely done the old taffy pull. Like, come on, motherfucker, you got yeah. this. Um, that never works. Never like the tiger bomb in the nostrils? Like we were talking, like, no? Oh, no, no, no. Not, try- not, not for sex, no. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Like, I don't know, like, because I feel like everyone has that situation. Everyone has a situation <laughs> where, like, they're like, I overshot. This isn't that weird, but I've, I've had it. I've had it with um, with imbibing uh, substances before, where I, I overshot, like non alcoholic substances, like drug type substances. Where I where I <laughs> where I overshot, and I'm just like, oh no, this person suddenly wants, you're on the roof like, with this fucking rifle. <laughs> no, no, it's just like all of a sudden I'm like, oh no, this person wants to have sex, and I wasn't planning on doing that today. <laughs> oh, <laughs> really? Yeah. Okay, interesting. Like, don't be wrong. Sometimes having sex when you're high as fuck is great, but. Um, but sometimes, you know, there's physiological responses to to imbibing substances, and you're just like, Ugh. there definitely is. I don't know how much I really want to talk about that because <laughs> I've done some <laughs> shit. Uh, I'll tell you one weird. Uh, it's not that weird, I don't think. But I've definitely tried when it's not working right. The old cock ring. Really, never done the cock ring. I dated this girl briefly who gave me a rubber cock ring for some reason. I think it was a hint. <laughs> Wait, so wait, you put I must have dated so you apply, for like a month. So you apply the cock ring like when you're semi hard, when you're not yeah, hard? Kind of, you can use it. Do it like you just put it on when you're not hard and the blood goes in, can't get out? More or less. Okay. Yeah. And it sort of makes the cock happen. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. I don't know. I really don't know the science behind it. I wanted, I have Chandler, to look at Oh, see, we wanted a merch idea for the holidays cock ring. Chandler and cock ring. Chandler what a great cock idea. <laughs> You know, one thing I haven't tried. It'll come. Know. It'll come everywhere from size Fusco to size Angel. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Uh, one thing I was thinking of, 
and we we've never done this. We have a friend that's a doctor. We've never I've never even tried Viagra or anything. Not of once. That no, I've never had a boner pill. And there was a time period I'd say in my mid thirties where I started to wonder if I. Uh, I feel like we should do it as a bit, right? Like, like at a time where we're not like like we should like next time we play the Downs Society Festival of Trees <laughs> event, we should film a Chandran bit where we pop Viagra before before we go play for the. <laughs> The Downs kids. <laughs> like we got we got to do it in a situation that would uh, you know negate all boner. Otherwise, we're gonna be wearing kilts, and the sporns are gonna be you know, straight up. And <laughs> it'll, be, it'll be it'll be the first time I carried bricks in my sporin. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, this is not a bad idea. It's not a bad. Not a it can bad be a good idea. bit. Yeah. Uh, I know our friend the doctor has uh, given out Viagra to people before in really? pipe bands. I'm concerned. Our buddy Graham. I'm concerned. When it, when, I'm concerned when about Viagra that shit. first came out, he he was like passing it around like candy to, to all the old guys in the pipe band. Like, and I remember it was some games. It was like Graham and this dude from Misty Isle. They like popped it and like had boners in mass bands. Just, <laughs> just wanted to see what would happen, you know. And it was because it was very new to the to the market. And I remember Graham telling me about that. Like it, Kevin or uh, Ken never offered it to me, but um, but I was thirty at the time. So I, we should do. <laughs> we, say, yeah, we should <clears throat> we should do a bit. Like I, I always, I always love when they have the commercials where it's like, uh, you know, if you have an erection that lasts longer than four hours, you got to see a doctor. It's like, motherfucker, if I have an erection that lasts longer than four hours, I'm calling every fucking, I'm calling the news, I'm calling everybody, I'm calling like, every girl I know, <laughs> doing a Superman pose. Yeah, I'd be like, look at my dick. <laughs> oh my look God. upon my cock, all who wonder and fear. <laughs> Um, okay, so let's get into our topic of the week. Do we have a topic of the week? Well, we have some I don't options. know how we keep pulling it off. Uh, well, because there's never we never run out of things to talk about because we're, we're interesting fucking guys, <laughs> man. Should we do fail and win before we do that? Yeah, actually, that's a great idea. Um, so we do, because we haven't done fail and win in a while, I realized. Yeah, we've had so many like busy full shows of yeah. guests, and stuff. guests and things like that. So what are we opening up with here? Um, set well, the stage. I'm going to start with the fail, of course. Um... Okay, so this is a pr- okay. So I've been feeling guilty about the fails of the week lately. I not lately been, in the I've, last few months anyway. Just because I'm I've, like, are we just are we really you know pulling the wings off flies? I've I've felt guilty enough to where I don't want to publicly post the links. I haven't brought that up yet, but I don't want to publicly oh, I post. The, I don't want to publicly post the links anymore. I just want. I think we still should. I just want the audio because once I hear when you hear this, it's going to make you so angry. And <laughs> but I've also but I've also noticed the more of a following we've gotten, the more people are trolling like super hard and not necessarily like our regulars, but like just others. There's a couple cases. I, we, uh, I, I was on a thread with someone who recently went to say some very horrific things on, in the comment section of another piping podcast. Is it the person I think. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> and I'm sitting there. I'm like, I'm like, Oh, we're cultivating that kind of behavior. And like, God forbid we ever actually get, I mean, one, we're bigger than we ever thought we'd be. And we're probably going to be bigger. So mm-hmm. I feel like we might want to not post the public links anymore because I feel like we're going to get these people very unfairly targeted. <laughs> I wouldn't make that decision based on that one person. because No, I, but, but, I, but I do see it as a canary in the coal mine. Here, here's what I think. And I, I go back and forth on this. But I was thinking like, ah, the fail of the week, you know, maybe it's too much. I don't know. But then I listen to this guy play and he's out in public and he is ruining this for all of us. Like I remember thinking but like, the problem with, okay, maybe the problem is with Facebook links. It's even worse because like that's that person's personal name, face, everything. 
Yeah, but so he put himself out there. He deserves both sides this of it, good is, and bad. This is interesting. Like when you hear what this guy does, like you tell me that he doesn't deserve to get fucking. Let told. us know. Let us know in the chat or in the comments yeah, what let, you think about. Is it too cruel to continue to post links to the fail of the week? Yeah, because I, I am in a moral quandary about this. I am definitely there too. But then this shit makes me so angry when I hear it. I'm like, why did you post this? One, why did you record it? Two, why are you out in public playing like this? When you when you hear this guy strikes, he's not playing a bass drone. He's in full goddamn. Oh, let's just let's just play it. Let's oh. just play it. Yeah. He's doing the Campbell's wonderful service here. Great advertisement for the tuning clinic. <laughs> Oof. It's my high A go flat. bass drum or it's double okay drum. okay I can't, I can't yeah pull the come on pull the plug pull the plug pull the plug okay jesus christ this guy uh he's at he's at the chattanooga national cemetery playing for reese across chattanooga apparently which is they do this reese across america thing usually uh, around christmas time like what the f- holy fuck is happening here like this is the guy that they got for this? Or did he... Vo- I mean, I understand if he volunteered, that's... Hey, that's nice on you. Probably, probably offered to do it for free, man. Dude, come on, man. Come on. Like, this angers me. Yeah, that's, that's, like that's pretty horrific. Like, did his base... Like, when he hit it, it never even came on. So I don't know if he's corked or... Yeah, but... Or that, if it just... If he just fucked like it up. That, that's more of like a technical um, yeah, but it, maintenance and setup issue. Like, could be. Beyond all that, I would say the drones are not even the most offensive thing of this entire performance. Like... The fingering is horrific. The blowing is all over the goddamn place. Yeah. His outfit is ridiculous. <laughs> so he's playing dress up. Yes. This is the kind of people that drive me nuts because they're playing dress up. Like he's out there playing, drawing attention to himself and being really fucking terrible at it. So this is the sort of thing that makes me crazy because what you said about that other band that thought they were doing a joke, like it's it brings negative uh feelings light to what yeah. we do and it yeah. makes us look like a bunch of jokers right? it makes you it makes you look like a bunch of fucking assholes like, like i bet you this guy was on the fucking news There's no matter no, no matter what happens um if you're in public playing a bagpipe you are representing all bagpipers everywhere yeah like take that into consideration man like because everybody's fucking filming there's always some fucking age of the internet my boy oh. yeah that's horrific um okay so does this make you feel guilty about fucking uh, fail the week and pu- like this guy still should get, this yeah. guy should get comments like dude like put him aw- like don't play in public for a couple of years. Like, get your shit together. Yeah, it's hard, man. Oh, and, and but here's a, here's an issue, right? Like, here's where this can cause negative uh, backlash. Look, okay. Here's what's going on: negative backlash, in my opinion, right? Because the person that posted this isn't the guy. No, it's his wife. His wife posted it, yeah. so he he didn't have necessarily control over that. He's in public performing. He's in public. I know he's in public. He, he has like, who's control gonna, of that. But who's going to get the backlash here, right? Like, who's going well, to get the comments? Her, but she's going to pass it on to him. And there's no doubt he's reading this. 
I'm, I'm looking through some of the comments. Here. Yeah, I'm, I'm checking to see what's going on because it's a lot of like, thank you, so beautiful, this is awesome, proud of you, good job. Like, this is just their family, like, liking this. Someone said such talent, fucking incorrect. There was one guy that said something about, where is it? Like, put your arm in the bag. Put your arm on the bag so the blowing's a little steady, something like that. But he was nice about it. He wasn't like, but I need Rooster Cockburn to go onto this goddamn guy's Facebook and tear him apart. <laughs> <laughs> or whoever or or just post a link to the piper's dojo tuning clinic how about that that's dude, it's just a gentle right now do it right now because <laughs> dude man i appreciate what you're tempting here but you gotta learn the instrument first man you're making you're killing the rest of us yeah because there's a whole bunch of people standing around you with their hands over their ears wondering like what the fuck god is going damn it on? why is this the national instrument of scotland like what is wrong with those people <laughs> <laughs> or yeah, whatever. That's, that's rough. And and it blows my mind the amount of people that are commenting on that, like saying, Great job, so proud. Oh my god, such such respect. Yeah, that's rough. Ugh, that hurts me. That hurts so me in my soul. Okay, do we have something good? Yeah, we do. We do. <laughs> we definitely do. So this was submitted. This is an Australian band. Um, and the reason this is the win of the week is because they definitely went through some shit and still came out sounded pretty goddamn good so um i don't know what contest they said this in but the band won grade three of this particular day this is them doing the march past that i'm going to play um but they had the worst run over the last 18 months with people pm walked out the drum sergeant left and this is basically the crew that stayed and did the hard yards to like get it back together and pull it together um and you may recognize a little bit some of something at the end so check this out Yeah. You know who that was? No. It was our, our good buddy. Who was the wooer? Honey Bourbon. Oh, Honey Boo Boo. <laughs> Everything he sends us is him doing a woo in the background. Um, but this is the, uh, shit, what are these guys called? The Victoria Scottish Pipe Band, I believe, uh, from somewhere in Australia. I don't know where exactly. Um, and they really had to uh, get their shit together. Yeah, man. All the important people left and they still pulled together. One thing I did want to ask you about is, did you notice what they were wearing? No their heads. Um, no. They're all wearing baseball caps. Oh, nice. Do you have any thoughts on that? No, I mean, I don't, I'm not a big fan of the baseball cap as a part of a, as like band uniform. Mm-hmm. Um, in my opinion, I just, I just don't think that jives. Mm-hmm. Um, we've done it before. Like, and like I've seen bands that do it with like, July you know, 4th yeah, like bands that do it where it's like hotter, like it's a shit gig. It's hot as fuck. And we're like polos and caps. I think that's fine. I don't know what the context is of this. If that's, it's their like, Mass bands, end of day, march past. So I, I don't mind that as long as they're all doing it, together. doing it together. I don't mind that as much for the march past. Um, but for me, a march past is still kind of like on parade in a more like a semi-formal setting, you yeah, know? Yeah. Like I would say like a like a community parade, you could probably get away with more more weird uniform things. Mm-hmm. But no, I'm not, I'm not a big fan of caps. Um, just because it does, just because it takes away from like part, part, in my opinion, part of the band is the aesthetic too. Sure. Like you have to have the sound, but you also have to have uh, kind of a semi-regimental dress look. Yeah, yeah, and, and that's part of the, in my opinion, it's part of the job. Like when people ask me, you know, what are you dressed up like that for? And I say two hundred fifty dollars an hour. <laughs> it's like 
it's because like that is part of it. I mean, if you just want me to come play in my jeans and boots, like that that's one thing. But like for me to for me to like really represent and play a gig when I like show up in even even you know my personal regalia or my band regalia, mm-hmm. there's a lot of attention to detail that goes into that and for it to be done correctly. Um, I don't know if it always comes across to like the layman. But to me, I put a lot of attention to those details. I think it does. It's just like anything like if you, they may not realize it, but it definitely creates a uh, mood, if you will. Yeah, and, well, it's, and it's part of the mentality. I mean, there's a reason like there's a reason that um, military and militaristic organizations put so much emphasis on like detailed attention to uniform, because mm-hmm. if you are that. You know, if you're that particular about your shirt and your shoes, you're when it comes about your gun, when it comes to <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, that's literally it. Like no, it you're is, gonna be, yeah. you're gonna be particular about your gun. You're gonna be particular about your instrument. You're gonna be particular about your, you know, your fire truck. You're gonna be particular about whatever, whatever mm-hmm. the thing is that is really the difference Important between life thing. and death. Yeah. Like if you're paying a lot of fastidious attention to details and small things, that kind of, and it's a discipline thing too. Like it expands, it expounds to other parts of your life. Yeah. I mean, I'm a total fucking hot mess. 99% <laughs> of the time. And right. then, and then like I meticulously go over my pipe and uniform before I ever put it on. Mm-hmm. But also for me as uh, someone who's in leadership, I have to do that. Like I can't tell you that you're fucking up if there's a chink in my armor anywhere. Correct. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. No, that makes sense. Uh, so that's one of those things where, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, different. I wouldn't, I would never presume someone how to run their to tell someone how to run their band mm-hmm. unless um, it's Stephen McWhorter <laughs> and he needs to fix the goddamn drums, <laughs> which he did. He did. He did. He won. Uh, <laughs> I, I wouldn't either. I mean, I don't hate the caps. I don't. I mean, I. Granted, I if they wore a, if they wore the big wore, Aussie uh, one side up caps. That would be awesome. That's a cultural thing, in my opinion. That's yeah, totally gay. They could do that. Yeah. Like, if we if we marched in and matching shit kickers, I wouldn't hate it. <laughs> yeah. No. It's uh. It's fine. I don't really care. Um. I mean, plus you it know, sounds good. You can get away with a lot when you sound good. Yeah. They're they sound pretty good. Pretty good for a grade three band, I think. And, and uh, I didn't know. I didn't know that they had had that much turnover. That's insane. Yeah. Within a year and a half, and they it, still sound that good. They st- and they're that was a big ass band. You see them? They're yeah. It's huge. And that's one of the things that we kind of, we kind of touched on in the angel episode. I don't know. I don't know if we got deep enough into it, but kind of the difference between the cut and run crowd versus like the stay and stay and build it crowd. Mm -hmm. You know, the people that are left over that are just kind of committed. Like fucking that cunt angel. Hey, he, he, he did his (laughs) mea culpa, man. He burned his balls. Yeah, he did. He did. You, you burn we'll your, see if he shows up tomorrow. You burn your balls at the, at the altar of Chanterant (laughs) and you get a second chance in my opinion. Oh, that's funny. Tell it to tell it to, to Graham. <laughs> if he wants to come back. <laughs> if he wants to come, come back. back, he's got a fucking <laughs> a tiger bomb in his nuts. Come on the show, tiger bomb your balls, and we'll let you back in. Yeah. <laughs> Except I'm going to put, like, pepper spray in there. <laughs> um, cool. So speaking of, well, and speaking of kind of the difference between um, the standard that leadership has to be held to and kind of the standard everyone else has to be held to, uh, we recently had our annual general meeting, which I think is a thing that a lot of bands do. Yeah, if they're nonprofit, they probably if they're have nonprofit, to. where they kind of have the members go up and they try to say, you know, here's what we did right, here's what here's what we need to work on, here's a, here's a plan for the year, and it's also where we do elections, right? Um, and on and on that note, uh, we had an interesting development. Where, Mister Andy Fusco, uh, 
ran unopposed. And, That's correct. And and uh, was elected the president of the band that shall not be named, which I am the vice president of as of last year's annual general meeting and will be until next year's annual general meeting. Thus creating the glorious <laughs> thousand year Reich. <laughs> Throw music for the Reich, but that's okay. <laughs> it's close enough. <laughs> um, the other side of that coin. Yeah. Uh, but that's fine. Uh, it's a better song. <laughs> uh, yeah, so so I kind of want to get into this a little bit, and this is our topic of the week, um, because we, for a long time, thought it was best if musical leadership and organizational leadership was completely separate. Oh, we've thought this from the beginning. And I thought, they were, I thought they were I thought they were merits and other things, you know, there were there were things that are correct and things I think missed the mark about that. Right. Um so I kinda wanted to I don't know how much we've talked I don't think we've talked about this very much on the show. So I kinda wanted you to uh, give an overview of why you think it's important at this particular juncture mm-hmm. for the musical leadership and the organizational leadership to essentially be the same. Well, not ideal. It's not ideal in my opinion because I think that it's... I don't know if I would state it that way exactly, but let me maybe phrase it the opposite where I find it... I do think it's very important that the that musical beginners are not musical leaders or not organizational leaders. Yeah, that's fair. So, I mean, it's kind of the same thing-ish. And not, and I mean, and, and real quickly, like, I don't want to, because I mean, we've had, like, our, our former president, uh, Lauren, has been on the show before. Mm-hmm. Uh, she did a great segment uh, chewing chewing us out, which I love thoroughly. <laughs> it's still it's still one of the most popular episodes. Yeah, like, sure. and, now, and now that she's not president anymore, she'll probably come back on. Um, she'll probably be a lot happier, that's for sure. She'll, she'll definitely be a lot happier. <laughs> and it's one of those things where I think that, uh, you know, I will not. I will not knock the work that's been done before you and I had to be on the board because mm. I thought that the people did very well. Not at all. Uh, even with it's even not with what this is about. Even know. with criticisms that I've levied before, um, I think that overall the band has you know had superb organizational leadership. But no, I think you're right. Like it, it comes down to I think what's best for the player individually to be Ult- able to focus on playing ultimately. Cause like, what are we really about? It's about the music. Yeah. And if a player is distracted with other things, especially a new player, they're fucked, right? Yeah. Cause there's only so much time it anybody takes, has. Yeah. And it takes so much focus. It takes so much focus to get the music correct. And also it's, it's separation of like, in my mind, it's separation from, from your hobby and work. Right. Mm-hmm. Like I, consider the pipe band to be a hobby. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a thing I enjoy doing. Right. I gotcha. make, I make myself do it cause I enjoy doing it. It makes me happy generally. Right. Like I, go, I go to th- like, and, and there's occasions and I know I rant a lot. There's plenty, <laughs> there's plenty of occasion, but overall I would rather be working on stuff with the band than sitting at my desk. Right. Sure. You know what sure. I mean? So, uh, despite when I lose my fucking shit on people, that's, that's an important thing. And I think that, um, it's hard when you're, when you're trying to learn and you're also thrust in a leadership role to separate that out. Cause then it feels like you're leaving work to go do more work. Correct. Yeah. And it's, it's not fun running an organization. It's hard, but people it's complain. Pain There's in the 17 ass. different yeah. opinions. It's a huge pain in the ass to run an organization. And Lord knows we don't make it any easier no. by, by being very opinionated human beings and being complete a-holes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, yeah. So 
absolutely. And to, I, I wouldn't say it's necessary for the musical leadership to necessarily be the organizational leadership, but it definitely it it definitely helps in the sense that like every, at least everybody's on the same page and they're going in the same direction and there's no confusion as to how the pipe band works. Do you think it's more, do you think it's more important, not necessarily for it to be the musical leadership, but like the most experienced people in the band? A little bit. Cause I think it just, helps. I mean, it just so happens that we're both. Yes. And our, the size of our organization, cause like, it's so small. It happens that we're yeah. both the musical leadership and the most experienced people in the band. Correct. Like for example, if there was someone that's been playing for 40 years, that maybe it doesn't have the chops to be like a competitive pipe major anymore, mm-hmm. but wanted to be leadership, like they'd be a great choice because they, especially if they've played a lot in different places and actually done the circuit, you know, actually Those type done of people things. are usually the best for that because they, they have the life experience, world and pipe band experience to know how all that stuff works. Yeah. And then they're, they're not going to, they already know how to play. Yeah. <laughs> We're dealing with people that kind of still learning how to play i mean for the most part i mean really we all everybody. are in some way but yeah. i mean like actual beginners like everybody like every well i mean yeah it's, it's a lifelong thing to learn how to play but i mean for the most part everyone in our band is a student I player like 95 percent. like and there's a deeper <laughs> there's a deeper philosophical thing like we're all students it's like yeah I, I get that yeah no these are actual beginners still learning what a long note and a short note is yeah and how they're supposed to treat it one minor exception to that, I suppose, is the angel type. And I don't know if you remember this, but angel was like the vice president or something at some point. I don't remember yeah. exactly what he was, but he was definitely the vice, at least he's, the vice president. He served maybe. on the he served on the board. I think that <laughs> might be like was that before I was that before I moved back. Maybe or? I think so. I think it was maybe right before that. And to be fair, back I mean, angel didn't know his music back then either. I'm about to say so. It, nothing changed really. <laughs> for well, and, and like you know, not to not to like harp on angel more than we always do because it's fun to fuck with angel. But like uh, he, like you know, one of his advantages is, despite not having a ton of experience as far as like a breadth of experience traveling and competing at high levels, mm-hmm. he's got a good he's got a good ability and he's got decent fundamentals. Yeah. So you know, it doesn't take much for him to get what he needs to do done. He just doesn't do it. I mean, I don't mean to sound stereotypical, but he's got natural rhythm at least. <laughs> <laughs> the guy can march and play. Well, he's, he's well, no, he knows music. <laughs> like I mean, that's the thing. Like he's he's he can he can play musically. Right. You know, which is, which is hard. It's, it's, and it's a thing that I don't know. I, I'm not, I don't want to say that you can't teach it because it's probably something you can teach. It's just beyond my ability to teach. What's that? Like, like, uh, what I consider to be a natural musical affinity. I mean, you can teach it. I think it can be taught. Yeah. I think it can be taught. I think part of it, I mean, I don't know. I, I never considered myself to be naturally musical. I was this person that liked music a lot. Mm-hmm. And so I did my homework as far as listening to a lot of shit, which helps. Um, I mean, if you ever see me dance, you know I have no fucking rhythm. <laughs> I'm terrible at rhythm, but I'm a fucking badass drummer. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but but also I can I can click in my brain at the exact beat I need to click in my brain, you know? Correct. And like, yeah. But no, uh, going back to the subject, like, I mean, realistically, aside, f- and like, this is not to toot our own horns by any means because we're not the best pipers we know. No. Uh, well, I'm the best piper I know. <laughs> sure. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> uh, but we just have more experience. It's experience in music in general. It's not, also not just band, it's also a breadth of experience in. I mean, and like life. I've played, I've played in bands competitively, solos competitively, tons of gigs, big crowds, small crowds, everything in between. Like, mm-hmm. 
like I'm dead inside to all this because I've just done it so much that it doesn't bother me. As, and I'm, and I'm only, I'm Correct. only ever, I'm only ever playing against myself. Correct. I remember like discussing this, like with Lauren and maybe some of the other people like our quartermaster and some of the other guys that are on the board where they are still nervous at gigs. Like they still, it still affects them to go play St. Patrick's day or some parade or some nonsense where we're just like, my head's down by the way. We're just dead inside. Don't give a fuck. Yeah, yeah. I <laughs> like mean, it's easy. You know? Like I mean, when there's easy-ish. when there's things that come up. Like there, are, there, are, there are times that I uh, am performing that I get a little bit, but really yeah. few. It's just maybe a solo competition that affects me at this point. Yeah, and even then, I'm just like, well, what's the worst thing that happens? I don't win. Like I realize that I realize that there's not very much stakes for me as far as uh, the only the only stakes no. for me are typically <laughs> the only stakes for me are typically my own enjoyment. Like, do I feel like it was worthwhile for me to drive all the fucking way out here and play this? If I have a good time and play it, it's a good time there. It's worth it. Yeah, like if I have a good time and I play it and I don't win, like I don't really mind that much. But, um, but that's because that's not my life, you know. Like, I, I, I don't. Oh, well, I mean, it's not a lot of people's lives, but some people really, really, really care about the results. Yeah. Some people are more competitive, or maybe they're just. I most. I, don't know. I, I mostly. Don't know I mostly just want to make sure that like I play a good set. If I play a good set, I'm happy. Well, that's what it should be yeah. for sure. Like win or lose, whatever happens. Like if I don't fuck it up and I play a decent set, I'm happy with that. I get frustrated by little by by stupid mistakes in a in a ensemble setting. Yeah, but also at the end of the day, like there's nothing I can fucking do about that. Like, well, I mean, in the end, it's still second place at the Vegas Games in 2018, and who gives a fuck? Yeah, <laughs> like no, in the end, it's it true. Yeah. nothing matters. Like, and, but and, I, <laughs> but so kind of going back to the AGM stuff, so. The process, the thought process you went through was um, trying to make it so that students didn't have to be. Well, we've been trying to do that leadership. for a long time. So we've been trying to get other people on the board that aren't those people, and it was a it was a factor of desperation for a while. Well, right? we're also trying to get. Well, I mean, it's been a factor of desperation for as long as I can remember, as far as who's willing to step up and lead. Uh, and what they, does it mean to be on a board of a pipe band? I guess we should start with that. Like, what does if you're a nonprofit, you have to have a board. Some people are like, well, yeah. you shouldn't even have a board. I remember having this conversation with one of the guys from Emerald Society who used to be in our band many a times about how he's like, you guys shouldn't even be, don't be a nonprofit. You just rule with an iron fist and then nobody, it's just too, it's too complicated to do it. And in the end he was, he's right. I agree with him, but you have, you have to be a nonprofit. If you're yeah. in a pipe band, you got to raise money somehow. And you, have to, you definitely you, don't want to be paying taxes. So you have to raise what? money. You got to pay people. Yeah. You got to, you got to do, you got to abide by the rules. I mean, and it's the only way to build something that is large enough to grow. Um, at a certain, there's a certain threshold where if you don't build enough infrastructure for it to become a bigger thing at a time where you won't see it, you know, correct at a time, 20 years down the road where you won't be there. But if you don't lay the groundwork now, then it will never get anywhere. Like if it was just an ad hoc random thing, we would have even less participation than we have now. We'd have less structure. We'd have less money. By, I don't know. Emerald sure. Society is pretty fucking huge. <laughs> yeah, but you have to... <laughs> well, player-wise, I don't know. Yeah, but you have to keep in mind... They're all shit, but... Yeah, I mean... And they have structure of some kind. Like, they have to. How do the fuck... Or either that or they've just been doing... Ta- they've just been invading taxes for well, years. Oh, I'm like, sure they're a nonprofit. <laughs> I, I don't know how they're set up, but I'm sure they must be. Maybe not. I don't know. Maybe that's they probably, don't. Maybe maybe that's why they don't do things for it's money. Probably a membership organization. It's probably C six or something. That's maybe. pay you pay dues to maybe. be in it. Maybe. I don't know how they do it. So um, the money comes from the members, which is something we haven't had to do because of the way we're structured. Yeah, we do it a totally different way. But as most pipe bands do, they're set up as a nonprofit. They can get. We're allowed to get grants. 
We're allowed to raise money without paying taxes. Get donations that donations, are tax deductible for yeah. the donor. Yeah, I mean, these are all very important things. And to be fair, our previous previous two boards, I'd say, like Lauren and that crew and then the crew before that, Evelyn and that crew, were all very good at doing all the grant stuff, getting they, us money from all kinds yeah, of different places a lot of them that had, we didn't typically a get. A lot of them from. had backgrounds. And I mean, Lauren, Lauren literally professionally does grant writing. It's part of her job. Right. Like, you know, right. so she, she's good. She's good at it. <laughs> she's right. really good at it. Absolutely. I remember like, God, this must have been, it had to be pre-Evelyn. When Eric and I, we went to like this grant writing seminar. Like I talked to One like the Arts Council workshops. One of those workshops. Yeah. This had to be like I never go to the, I'd never And I went that. and I'm like, Eric, dude, we have no fucking idea what we're doing. Like, there's no <laughs> way we're going to be able to, like, this is crazy. And it might have been like he might have been vice president, president at the time. I don't remember because Eric hated fucking being responsible for anything. But he, we definitely suckered him in at some point to be like vice president or to, something. To fill the slot. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember thinking like, God damn it, dude. How, we're never going to be able to pull this off. Like, and then dude, I at, did. Thankfully, Evelyn came in and figured it out. Yeah, <laughs> I did. I did the. I do the grants. Well, I did the grants. I don't think we're going to apply for them anymore, but I, I did them for the games. Well, it's a lot of work for, for the games much, for a while. For the amount it gives you. Well, it's point. Yeah, like for the, you, I mean, like by the time by the time we got like our four thousand dollar check, I'm like, man, any sponsor would have given me more money than this, <laughs> right? <laughs> like, for a pipe band, though, that's significant. For a pipe, well, for a pipe band, it's huge. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm in a situation now where I'm in the process of creating grant programs through the Celtic Society for the local groups because I didn't want to do the giveaway Jim Thompson scholarship thing anymore. I was like, no. Oh, right. like if I, it's like, if I'm going to spend $1,000, motherfuckers are going to have to apply for it and tell me what you're going to do with it and have it be approved. And so we're now going to have our own internal grants. If it's $1,000, maybe it's worth it. But like, if it's like St. Andrews and it's $50 or $200, nah. like I ain't going through that. I don't give a fuck who you No, nah, I would be like two five hundreds. It'd be like two five hundreds <laughs> or like a, uh, or like a thousand dollars to, yeah, that's, and, it, and it would be like, it'd be like artistic development type stuff. Yeah, that's reasonable. And you wouldn't have to jump through the hoops. You have to do for like NAC. You just have to make a presentation. Well, I mean, but that's a state, that's a federally funded grant. So of course they jump through a million hoops. It's ridiculous, but it's a quarter of our budget. Yeah, no, I mean, no, and, and, you know, it's important to our success, I think, overall. Um, especially I don't know how we're going to get that done next year. Because <laughs> I'm now president, and I don't know shit about granting. Well, Hopefully. I mean, she, I think I think she's still wanting to help with grant stuff. She just doesn't want, to do, she doesn't want to do all the other shit, you know? You hope. Personality management. Uh, yeah, you know, that's, the, general, that's the shit that sucks. General leadership type stuff. Like, that's the kind of stuff that's Yeah, that's, like just listening sucks. to people whinge about every goddamn thing. And it's that's the kind of stuff that sucks your soul out of your <laughs> asshole. <laughs> That's why we have Jeremy, right? Yeah, Jeremy. He's our uh, band he's our, psychologist. He's our band. Here's our band psychiatrist, <laughs> i.e., member at large. That's what. That's really what it's what it is. But but uh, no. So I think I think that it's a good it's a good point to be made where it's like okay. And I remember you know when the vice president thing came up and I was like yeah fuck like I already knew mm-hmm. I was gonna get fucking sucker into this shit. Well, and again, I that was necessity. It wasn't like it was necessity. We definitely thought. I remember thinking like. It's not the best solution because there's a potential conflict of interest to have you on our there's board. There's a definite conflict of interest. But like we were absolutely 100% desperate. There was nobody. Like nobody wants to do it. And our band is so small and everybody's so new. And this is what we ran into with the last board, I'd say last couple of boards, is that they don't really know how pipe bands work or how they're nah. supposed to work. And and then we're dealing with like people who I'm teaching who are now telling me what to do. And that don't fly. Yeah. It, it, no, no, it really doesn't. It, <laughs> it really doesn't, doesn't work, work for me. <clears throat> so, um, and no, and like the thing for me is like, you know, I was comfortable taking on the role because I have, even, even when I wasn't on the board, 
of the band. I always recused myself of anything that was lost band that shall not be named related with the games. Correct. Yeah. Exactly. I just I just pull myself out of the equation because right. because then then neither party can be pissed at me for whatever happens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that's hundred <laughs> percent good so, and fair, and that makes sense. So that's the way I do it. Um, one of the reasons that I finally decided to step up and just take it on, and I and I don't intend to take it on for more than my term. Well, hopefully we have people that step up. But it's because you know I have I have enough experience at this point in nonprofit management to like just fix some things that nobody else knows how to fix. Well, the technical side. Yeah. Well, the technical side and also like, like I find that a lot of the value I provide, even if it's not uh, writing grants or doing whatever, it's like I can, I can speak from experience pretty well. And I can tell you, here's the easiest way to do this thing. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I can consult fairly easily because I help run two fairly successful nonprofits and I've seen all the shit that they fucked up and gotten wrong and, <laughs> and fix those problems. And so I can kind of make sure we don't make the same mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> What was the biggest experience? Experience is my teacher, you know. What was the biggest mistake the Celtic Society ever had? Um, in my opinion, mm-hmm. oh, that's a good question. Uh, hmm. Hmm. Will he say it, folks? I know what it is. What, what do you think it is? I'd be interested because because <laughs> my first thought went to that tattoo, but we actually disavowed ourselves of that very early on. We cut okay. ourselves. We cut ourselves clean from that very early, but that was a huge mistake that still gets thrown at us sometimes. Yep. It still gets thrown at us because it was a lot of the same people. I would say the biggest mistake that the Celtic Society ever made was having uh, people on the board who had vested financial interests in other things and were trying to leverage the event for their own, their own personal, personal businesses. It sounds just like a politician, doesn't it? Yeah, not just well, not just a politician. It also <laughs> sounds like an event promoter, too. Well, uh, I mean, there were, <laughs> there were plenty of people in that boat. I'm just, my, yes, exactly. That's what I would guess. The people that were yeah, on I, boards. But, but it was also, it was, the same, it was the same exact thing where it was a crime of desperation, right? Like, oh, yeah. There was sure. nobody else that would step up and and run things and the people who did step up and I, and I I could go way deep into all the fucking drama that's happened with that organization. What I will say, uh, quite honestly is that the people who were, um, former leadership, not just, not just the administration before the current one, but even I'd say the administration before that did move the ball down the field. Until and, and ultimately, isn't that yeah? So like they moved they moved the ball down the field until they got too caught up in their own glory, in my opinion, or or their own. It's not always what happens. Or how could power. they? Or how could they leverage it into something that uh, helped them? And then absolute they were power pretty much absolutely right. Yeah, yeah. And then <laughs> they were like and then they were pretty much summarily removed. Um. So I think that's I think but that, I, would, that happened twice. Yeah. Like, why does this keep happening? And it's interesting. I don't know. Oh, it's going to happen friends. here with you and me, like easily. <laughs> oh, like, we're going to get removed. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. We, what, what, been, what, do you think absolute power will not corrupt us? Absolutely. There's been attempts. Like, I remember when I was first pipe major, I would say like the second year, maybe 2009-ish, I think I took over. Dude, there's been, there's been attempts recently. Some, some of those same people, well, maybe, I don't know, but maybe those some of those same people that were involved in your organization, like, I remember them going around to the pipe band and asking people to create a vote of no confidence in me as pipe major to try to get me out yeah. and like everybody more or less rejected them for doing that. And I ended up finding out about it. And then those people are now gone. Well, we were like, all right, 
it's you or me, and it ain't going to be me. <laughs> well, you know, in, <laughs> so in, guess in, what? in that kind of here, here's gone. the thing. I have if if you're going to play that way, if you're going to if you're going to go for it and you're going to take a shot at the, at the title, that's you be that's okay. Yeah. That's okay, but when but when you lose, you're gone. You're gone. Yeah. So, so so it's like now remove yourself. Like, like I've had I've had people take shots at me before and it's like okay, but and and I totally respect if you have an issue with me and whatever. Uh, and you can take your shot cuz that's your right, man. Shoot your shot. Mm-hmm. You know, but when you if if you lose I'm not keeping you around. No, you're out. Yeah, there's a loyalty issue. Yeah, like at that point, I'm not. I'm not keeping like, you. I'm not keeping. You I'm not close leaving to you there so you can continue to yeah. create dissent. Yeah. Continue, the continue rest to of the try people. to stab yeah. me in the back. Like, yeah, no, it's, it's not, not going to happen. happen. So a couple of years ago, I remember, we're back. We're back to the Italian mafia pipe band. Absolutely. <laughs> and I am very crazy, like stuff like that. Like loyalty is a huge thing for me. Um, a couple of years ago, and maybe this relates to what you were just talking about, is like um, Pulaski and I were talking because I remember like. There's, you know, we go through ups and downs. I'm like, dude, I want out. I don't want to be in charge of this anymore. Fuck these people. Nobody will, like, we can't get anything done because it's just a nightmare. And he's like, dude, if you leave, like, this goes away because nobody's taking over for you. Yeah. Like, there's nobody's going to be pipe major if you leave. I'm like, fuck. Like, I, and I offered it to Eric. I remember offering it to Eric. I've, I remember, I probably talked to Angel about it. Maybe not super seriously, but I remember thinking, like, maybe testing the waters with Angel or, like, Van maybe or whoever. And I'm like, Nobody like nobody wants it. Like it's hell being in charge of a pipe. Oh, it's hundred percent hell. And so, and this might be what you're referring to, where people are upset with me because I'm mean or whatever the fuck. Like shit's got to get done either way. At the end of the day, things got to get done. And well, if you guys aren't getting <laughs> shit done, and the funny the thing that I the thing that I thoroughly enjoy and that thoroughly infuriates our band members <laughs> about about our leadership dynamic. What's that? Is you really have no idea who's going to be good cop and who's going to be bad cop yeah, on any given day. Any, yeah, and absolutely changes. Sometimes I walk in and I'm a nice guy. Because we usually, because we usually like kind of have a look and like, <laughs> like if I, if I'm like, if I'm like ready to tear a motherfucker up. I like, know it. And then I go into good. Mode. Like you'll be, you'll be the good guy. <laughs> it's happened so many times. You'll, you'll be the good guy and I'll tear a motherfucker up and like, and vice versa. Like when you just fucking had it for the day and I'd be like, oh guys, that's okay. Like we'll work on this and this and this. And like, you'll be a dick. And, and I'm, I'm like, just nah, totally nah, no worries. Like, yeah. come on. You never know what's going to like set you off too. Like, like remember at the concert, for example, like people not holding dots. Like I, I hadn't even play, started playing my pipes yet. And Dude, I was listening to people. <laughs> warm the up. funny thing, the funny thing with the kids, and I was ready to lose my goddamn mind. And I just fucking lost my shit. Like, God, why it threw me off on that day as opposed to any other day? Some days I, I just, thought that was perfectly legitimate, though. But it, like, why that day? Like, it was just my mood at yeah. the time. Like, God damn it. Oh, you, <laughs> you can only I mean? take so much, man. Yeah. No, I loved it. I loved it with the kids uh, when they nearly missed their own fucking solo. <laughs> and I went, I'm like, I'm like, like, you're like, where the hell are they? It's like, I'll get them. You keep everybody here. And I go downstairs and I'm like looking around. I'm like, what's that? And they're like sitting there, like John or whatever. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Get the fuck upstairs. It's, it's, it's a high, get your shit now. And there's like, Oh, okay. Like, no, now move, 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 move. <laughs> and there's like, okay. This is two 13 year olds. Yeah. And they're running up <laughs> and they're running up. And um, like they said something, it's like, yeah, Josh kind of lost it on us. And I was like, kids, that, that was so not, I was like, it. kids, trust me. When I lose it on you, you will know because I will have to have a conversation with your parents. Cause you were crying. <laughs> like, <laughs> Death will have been threatened upon you. Like, like, it's like, trust me, I didn't lose it. Like, I was, I was fairly friendly in my get the fuck up and get upstairs. <laughs> but I was, I was like, what the fuck are you doing? Get upstairs now! Move, 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 move. Dude, that was funny because I was in good mode that day because I was so sick I didn't give a fuck and and 
they and I was sent you down, and I remember them coming back up. I'm like, ladies, what? Dude, I was and I and, and I just like, went to the front like, like I was are here. Let's go. <laughs> I was I was rocking on like three hours of sleep. Three like, hours was, of sleep, seventeen Red Bulls, and dude, a lot of cocaine. I, I was, <laughs> no cocaine because I couldn't afford any. <laughs> dude, you should. T- that would have been a I had way a, to make the concert fun. I had a cold brew. I had a cold brew coffee though. Dude, oh my folks came in clutch. They stopped and Tori stopped and got me a cold brew. Was that extra strong in any way? Yeah, yeah. It's usually a little bit stronger. And plus, I I wasn't in a hot coffee mood. I was in a cold drink mood. Oh, I was gonna yeah. say you gotta get an espresso, get double espresso. Yeah, no, the cold brew set me up, sends me through the roof, dude. It's great because I was I was ready to kill everybody, and then I was like, oh, dopamine, sweet <laughs> sweet caffeine, releasing the dopamine in my brain. <laughs> what little what little dopamine reserved is left is left after me being awake for <laughs> twenty seven hours. You know what I missed this year? Actually, Lauren usually at concert day or yeah, concert day usually brings me a Starbucks hot chocolate with a shot or two of espresso in it depending on how big it is. And uh, her and that I might are have not th- that friendly anymore. So that might that have unfucked your, that might have unfucked your throat. It might have. I just need anything hot. <laughs> that was a, that was a thing. That was a thing too, that I must've imagined was very, okay. So like when I get sick and I lose my voice, it is the most frustrating thing to me because I hate repeating myself. I hate when people aren't listening and when I have no voice, that's it. That's all I get. Right. Like if I'm like, guys, I need you to fucking listen. Like there's nothing. <laughs> Like ninety nine percent of me being able to get anything done is because I can like project a very loud voice in a certain tone that gets people to fucking listen up, you know. That's true. And as soon as that's as soon as uh, as soon as my weapon is taken away from me, <laughs> I'm like, shit. How do I get these people to pay attention? I mean, with like you or like the bros, I can just kind of like quickly sign things that I need. Mm-hmm. Wasn't didn't that happen? There was something at the concert where I didn't even say anything. Mm-hmm. We were like looked at each other and like oh, yeah. two things happened. That, that happens all the time though. Yeah, but I, I don't remember what it was. But I remember like because I couldn't speak. Like I was, I got yeah. nothing. <laughs> yeah, you didn't even like fetch drummers or something. You're like, you're like, you look at me like, and I'm just like, yeah, got him. It's <laughs> it so like, funny. It's like, fair play. <laughs> was, oh shit! So what, what was our topic originally? Oh yeah, the, I want to over the. Pipe so line. I want to talk about the thousand year Reich. Yeah. So what are we gonna do with this? power that we now have i guess uh, abuse it here here's see how many people we can make quit next <laughs> well no it's not even it's not even about how many people can we make quit because here's my thought process here all right i'm listening with absolute power comes absolute responsibility god damn are you quoting spider-man no that'd be great power and great oh right and we don't have great power <laughs> we have absolute absolute power yeah um so i feel like what what happens next is uh we're gonna implement some things that are probably not gonna be popular we're gonna we're have gonna a piss, couple ideas we're gonna piss some people off um and we're gonna move the needle one direction or the other and i think the results are gonna speak for themselves you know like if if after the next year and a half two years we're backsliding or something or everyone quits or whatever i suppose that's on us and we should just hang up our fucking sporins right okay um, <laughs> that's, a, that's a double double bell. But so, what um, are something? What are some things that you want to focus on now that you are uh, Supreme Leader Snoke of the Las Vegas Bite Man? We talked about this. I mean, the band that shall not be named. Week or whatever it was. Um, we're definitely going to sit people down at practice if they're not prepared for certain things. Yes, with Channer. That's gonna. Yep, that's definitely going to happen. Um. I have a couple ideas. Um, 
I don't know if I want to. Some of the well, band uh, listens to this. So I don't well, know I'm about to say it depends. Like, like if we if we say it on air, does it make it premeditated? Are we <laughs> <laughs> are we are we likely to get in more trouble if it's premeditated than if not? Because I have some things. I mean, I and like, and I, have I like a lot the of, idea of a. Uh, the big thing, I guess, is I like the idea of. I don't know if you call it achieving, but like sort of getting to your place. So like we've had situations where it ends up being me, you and Daniela playing and maybe now Angel if he starts coming back on the reg. And then hopefully some of these other guys that we get in January. But all right, you get to play until you can't play anymore and then you go sit and no, you don't get to leave. You stay and mm-hmm. play under practice while we play. And I'm okay with that. Like you've got to, I'm and okay with earning your that, way into that. That's fairly positions. common. That's fairly common with a lot of bands. Yeah. So, Cause I would love to hear, for example, the like slower hornpipe set or maybe whatever, a couple things, sort of the minor fancy things we play reasonably well. <laughs> I think, the, <laughs> you know? I think the issue we run into though is going to be like, as soon as people are sitting out their practice channel, they're going to fuck off and not do anything. Like if they're sitting down while we're all looking at each other playing, they're, they're just going to, no, no, no. the slack. rules are not going to be that. The rules are you're there. Stand in the circle and play. I'm going to fuck. Grab a chair, sit in the circle, or sit outside. Fucking stand. Stand in the circle and play your practice channel. I don't care. You can stand up and play your practice channel. It's not hard. I mean, there were days back, way back when, when, like, if I didn't know stuff, I, but that was me. I, this wasn't a rule. I chose to do this where I would go and just, I remember Plesky and I kind of came in the band at the same time. I never, I never left, I never left early. Never. I would sit there and play Brax Channel, even if I kind of didn't know the music or kind of knew. Just I would, put it in I front of you. Put it in Yeah, I would play along because it's, it's not like it's not like you're going to screw them up playing on your practice. No, channel. they're not yeah. going to hear me, so it doesn't matter. And Pleski and I would sit. I spent the first. I spent the first Valley Breeze practice on my practice channel. Correct. Essentially, yeah, exactly. Oh, you absolutely did. Yeah, and there's I don't there's nothing wrong with that. No, I think sometimes we've gotten a little. It's a faster way to get it down. Too pussyish in the sense that we let everybody play everything all the I'd time. I'd say we. I'd say we're too testically. Maybe, maybe, because really, actually, testicles are way more sensitive than yeah, pussies, right? Yeah. <laughs> I guess I have, I have I it on. Where I have did it on. Come from actually. I've got I have it on good authority that pussy can take a beating. <laughs> testicles definitely can't. De- testicles, you hit once. You you're ever down. Seen, you ever seen those videos where guys are like coming and then the girl just starts punching them in the balls as that's happening? No, like, I don't watch Megan's work on Instagram. <laughs> Oh my god, I've seen those, dude. It's crazy. <laughs> no, but I would say, uh, yeah, no, I'd say uh, we got too testically. Okay, that's fair. I can agree. So what, what, I, we you, want, you any we want our band to be pussies. Do you have any ideas? We do because they're because they could take a pound. They could take it. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, Angel. The the quote is that's us fucked for another year. That's how that's yeah. how you say it. Yeah, I mean, I think I think at the end of the day, we we want to we want to breed pussies. <laughs> we do. <laughs> Those things are fucking man. They snap and back. They fucking you do little Kegel exercises, and suddenly you're fucking. They can, get that grip of like a GI Joe from. They can they can come four times in a row and take a beating. <laughs> like, oh boy, none of our people can do that. No, no, they're a bunch of testicles. <laughs> a bunch of fucking testicles. That's what I'm saying. <coughs> so, what are your ideas? Well, yeah, give, give me one idea. I mean, okay, so I I spent my first year of my term. Uh, cleaning up just kind of like technical things mm-hmm. like here's here's how because my problem is i want to build i want to build a system that any dumbass can take forward into okay. the future and i'm using some of my management experience and nonprofits to do that but i think my real my real priority because it's hard because like vice president is kind of a weird position it is. It mostly turns into well, special uh, as, projects. As you as you summed it up, uh, Josh doesn't do anything. 
that was a joke come on but uh but what it turns into is like you know when we're at when we're at the board meetings and things like that yeah that was a good double bell when we're at the board meetings and things like that every time everyone looks at each other when there's a project and like oh shit who's who's gonna volunteer for this i jump on the grenade correct because that's what a vp in my mind should do in an organization they jump on the grenade like okay well you're not doing grants right and you're not doing the treasury shit that no. Barb does. So like what else is there? There's vice president and secretary who sits there and fucking takes Dude, notes. Random when random things come up and nobody it's not in anybody's wheelhouse, I take it on. Right. I'm the I am the jack of all trades. So, I am the So what do you want to change about that or what do you want to do different? Uh my biggest concern is setting up is infrastructure. Infrastructure is my biggest concern. Realistically, okay. I would like to make a system that's idiot proof that uh, if I wasn't in charge, it wouldn't matter. That, and it's the same thing I've done. It's the same thing I spent the last four years doing for the games, Okay, which was if I got hit by a bus tomorrow, it would survive without me. Mm-hmm. That used to not be the case. You remember, you remember the early years when I moved back and all the shit with the games that I was working on and how like, it was like a linchpin type thing. Oh yeah. No, I and now it's like a good crew, lots of good people, talented volunteers. Everyone's cross trained. Everyone knows what the fuck is going on. So like in theory, if I got hit by a bus tomorrow, the event would happen. Okay. That's my definition of success in nonprofit organizations. So wait, that, that brings on a question. Then. Have I done some, hear, hear the question out before you. I'm listening. Have I done something wrong in some way that has brought on the fact that, if I was to die tomorrow, this thing most likely would fall apart as from a musical standpoint. Or does it, what does it take to produce an organization? Let's look at it this way. What does it take to produce an organization that has a backup plan to a, to somebody as significant as the pipe major? Let, look at like, like this band in Australia or whatever that, like lost her everybody PM, left, yeah. DS, everybody, and they pulled it together. Like, what does it take to get to that point? Like, honestly, what would ha- would you take over if I was gone? Yeah, um, yeah, I, I would. Would you try to make it work? Yeah, uh, but here, here's what I would say. The What I've found in my experience with other groups, mm-hmm. and, and I know it's weird because I'm, you know, like 30 and I've, are you done a lot You're of about to be about next to, year, right? Uh, next year, yeah. Okay. And and I, but I've done a shit ton of nonprofit work, and it's one of those things where what I found the trick is is you have to realize that just because it won't be as good doesn't mean it hasn't it doesn't survive. Well, that's true, of course. Absolutely, like you have to you have to have the mentality of like the same mentality you have when you say I can go, you know. Uh, three hours without shelter, three days without water and three weeks without food. <laughs> okay. Right. Like you do have a survival mode. It's a thing that happens. Um, if, if a, if a linchpin leader of a group is gone the next day, nine times out of 10, it'll still, it'll still happen. It just won't be at the same level. And I think that's, that's the hubris, right. Of being a leader in these groups. Cause like I used to have that, um, a lot with the games. I used to have the hubris of if I was gone, this whole thing goes down. And then this past year, I got to take off three hours almost over the course of the weekend 
to go play with my band in my own event, which was fucking amazing. That was like a huge deal to me. And right. I don't, I don't think anybody realizes how huge of a deal that was to me, but right. it was no, a really it. big deal. Yeah. And I'm like, holy shit, I did it. Well, the thing, the machine can run without me being in the machine. Now, in cases of in cases of emergency or in certain specialty cases, that's a very short period of time. Think about a year of that. You've told me many a time. That, sorry, <laughs> that's my yeah, no worries, <laughs> turtles. <laughs> many a time that if you step down as executive director of the games, like shit would blow up. I think nobody the, would step up to do the amount of work that you do. I don't think anyone would. Three hours is different from a whole year. Yeah, well, and I, and I also think that uh, I don't think that anyone would be able to just put the sheer amount of it's it's one of the same things I run into like when we're doing the concert. Mm-hmm. I'm not the best person I know at a lot of things I do, but I throw myself into things, and just through sheer physicality, you know, I'll work for 26 hours straight to get the <laughs> thing done. Right. Yeah. You know, at the end of the day, if it has to get done, and this is the time I have to do it. I'm going to get it done mm-hmm. because I don't, I don't take else. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, I know what <laughs> so, so, uh, I think that that mentality, I haven't, I don't think I found, I don't think I found any kind of successor, uh, for the games or the band or really, or even like my current career that I'm intending to, to vacate. In the next, eventually. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I'm intending to leave in the next month. Right. And, um, they're just now figuring that out, but they haven't approached me yet cause they're chicken shit. But uh, no, I I think that's kind of a personal thing, you know. Like you have to you have to have that personality where you're like, here's the job, and no matter what happens, the job's gonna be done. But like ninety percent of people don't have that. Yeah, but also if you make it idiot proof, you can you can you can simplify a lot of the process. Like you don't necessarily have to have a Superman if you've got, you know four or five people that can follow steps that you've laid out. But here's the thing. And I learned this very clearly by running the drum corps over the last year. And this, it was so eye opening, which to was me. also a Superman move big time. But <laughs> what was so eye opening to me and what, to, what made it work is that there was consistency and a plan. Now I'm not the biggest planner world. I'm not like fucking Cobra. This guy's got a fucking plan. But I had a little bit of a plan, and I knew what was important about being consistent. And when people showed up, there was something there for them to participate in. That was the two biggest things that I went into that with. Is and that was and I decided, knew almost nothing about drumming. It well, wasn't about the drumming. You had decided those two points before you even started taking your own lessons. Because we because we had the conversation of like, what do we do with the drums? And you're like, if people show up, there has to be a person. There has to be. So I need to start learning now, so that when people show up. I can be that person because I'll be there anyway. Correct. And this is what it, it woke uh, two years ago. It opened my eyes to this a little bit, but I was so not involved in the drums that I didn't care. We, we played a bunch of gigs down in um, the link for St. Patrick's day. We got like two or three people that started coming to practice after that. And we had the usual guy, like this was back when Ben was still in the band. We had a couple guys that were still involved, but very little, but they had no, no ability yeah. to lead or direct. Right. And these guys would show up and kind of dick around and play and then they'd leave and like nothing ever came of it. And I'm like, what is wrong over there? What is going on? Like, no, you need a strong drum sergeant. Like, that's the only way to do it. 
it doesn't have to be a good player. It has to be somebody that has a plan and has a consistency. This is what we're working on today. So, like, for example, this past Tuesday, right? Like, I am. we're in a room of, there was like six of us there that night. Last Was it last week? Or, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. There was like six snares and maybe a bass and a tenor or whatever it was. Something like that. And I am by far, other than the kids, the worst drummer in the room mm-hmm. compared to the other two guys, right? Oh, yeah, compared to but Mike you know and Tim. Like, yeah. we... We had a plan. Like, no, the kids are learning this fucking part of this goddamn music before we get done today. Like, we're not done until they learn this. I like know, because I pushed the meeting back like a half hour. 15 minutes. Come on. It was 15 minutes late. <laughs> but anyway, I was like, no, no, no. Like, guys, shut the fuck up. This is what we're doing. And it, it, wasn't, it wasn't that harsh. It was, but literally, like, hey, guys, like, one person at a time. Like, everybody's fucking drummers can't shut God, the fuck up. They're just rattling over. They're like, guys, shut up. We're trying to fucking do something. Why do you think drummers drive me fucking nuts? They <laughs> tap on goddamn everything. They're, they're, and I'm a drummer, and it's super annoying. Like, I'm a drummer in a rock band, and I'm, I'm that guy. Like, I'm constantly fucking hitting my shit. Usually, you're mostly just, like, feverishly tapping your fucking double bass. Well, that's it's always my feet, like, here's for like, sure. <laughs> I'm like, would you stop fucking doing that? Like, for fucking sake you're gonna give me a heart attack but it's so important to have a plan and a and a little bit of direction i think i think the biggest thing is and this is well let me just say that opened my eyes showing like those guys that came in from st patrick's day for like six months and then they just when zach left they all sort of just disappeared and then i took over and like no like this we gotta have a fucking i don't care if it's me and one other person which is what it was it was me and the one kid like when people show up we have Something's happening, regardless if it's two of us or six of us or ten of us. Doesn't matter. There is a something happening, and that's so important. And what's I think important about what we're doing now with us with the Thousand Year Reich is there is going to be a fucking plan. <laughs> Always. Like, guess what? Tuesdays are this, and you're doing this. You're doing this. This group's doing this. Like nobody has an option anymore. There's no more like. I'm gonna let that guy kind of run his group. I think I think no. we need I think we need structure and I think we need uh, callous indifferent structure, like purely objective, no feeling. Like success and failure are treated all the same. Right, I agree. But it's just like it's like success means you're standing up and playing. Failure means you're sitting down. You you're off on a practice playing, pad or you're playing fucking practicing. practice channel. Yeah. yeah. I agree. I think that's uh, kind of the, in the end. I mean, what's the worst thing that happens? We we get it wrong again. But I mean, and also uh, what I was going to say about about your point is like someone has. I think the I think the more important thing than having a plan. Well, it's part of having a plan. Is someone has to take ownership. Someone has to be the person who is responsible for the success or failure. Good, bad, or you got to be willing to be the failure. You have to be willing. To, you have to be willing to be the reason why it's bad. Yes, absolutely. Because guess what? If it's good, you're not going to get that much credit. No. Actually, like being in a decent organization, even a good organization, guess what? Not that big a deal. The, the if you're in a <laughs> shit organization, you get a ton of shit. So there's like, there's no advantage. Yeah. You just got to be willing to be fucking but, fucked in the ass. But that's also like part of like part of the, I don't want to like go back on a fucking tirade about the, the festival. The only reason, the only reason I'm in the position I'm in right now has nothing to do because I never had any experience before I was in the position. I was just willing to be wrong. Right, that's important. And when people, when everyone's like, "I need a supervisor," I step in. I'm like, "Okay, I here's the call we're gonna make, and if it's wrong and something bad happens, that's on me." Right. That's half of it. I mean, I I, I equate a significant amount of leadership to 
being able to take responsibility for failures because everyone else is afraid of it. That's why everyone likes fucking committees. This is why people are... Because <laughs> it, def- it diffuses... Because the, then no one's responsible, right? Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, one's left holding, no one's left holding the grenade when it goes off if you're on a committee. And I think that's crippling in some extent. Like, you have to be willing to be wrong and just step up and do it. And here's the call. Here's the call on the ground. Uh, be, 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 uh, be the fucking Sarge. Here's, <laughs> here's the call on the ground. And guess what? If, if it's wrong... I've been chewed out before. It's not the end of the world. Yeah, guess <laughs> you know what? what I mean? It's going to happen again, probably. Yeah. No one, <laughs> probably probably no one's going to die, and it's better than not making a call. <laughs> What's the quote? Uh, a good plan violently executed now is better than a perfect plan too late. Like, uh, I've never heard that before. Paraphrasing. It um, it's paraphrasing a patent quote. but I was going to say, it sounds like a Navy SEAL thing or something. <laughs> okay. Yeah, like, like <laughs> get a good plan and execute it immediately, and you have to have someone that's willing to be responsible for it being wrong. And I think that's one of the things I think that's a difference in leadership style between you and I potentially and, uh, other people that I've worked with in the games, people that we've worked with in the band is that you, you know, you have to be able to just say, that's me. I've looked it up late on me. I made a call. It was the wrong call. Guess what? Every time you make the right call, no one's going to know. No one's going to care. Nobody cares. <laughs> you're you're, you're so only, often goes you're only going to be, you're only going to be recognized for your fuck ups. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's, that's all that, you're remembered for. That's called being a leader. <laughs> like, <laughs> like that's it, you know? <laughs> Absolutely. For every 10 things you get right, you'll get run one wrong. And that's all people will remember because it gives you something, they gives them something over you. Yep. I agree. I agree. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. What is, uh, what do you think Joe Brady would say about this? Uh, meow meow cat picture salty tweet what would WWJBD well he'd probably make you that bracelet he would Joe I expect that bracelet <laughs> make it happen yeah he would uh, yeah he'd probably because that would remind me every day to like think what would Joe Brady do in this situation right now he'd oh, yeah. probably um, he'd, he'd make some swag for it whatever it is <laughs> He'd, he'd start a he'd start an obscure page that didn't get any followers and then discontinue it and just put cat videos then, up yeah and then, then put some cat videos up because <laughs> why not why not devolve to the lowest common denominator of the internet's I love. think it's hilarious that that's what he went to but it, I mean I still follow him oh his, I, he, I I like every goddamn cat video he posts so do I I thoroughly enjoy it and his his entire 2020 will be Baby Yoda because that's the new internet thing oh my god enough Baby Yoda it's not that fucking special people. They're suckering you. Don't you see what they're doing? Disney is suckering you in. Like, it's are the, you trying to tell me that you don't love Baby Yoda? Goddamn! Give me the goddamn music because I'm about to go off on. I'm Baby not doing Yoda. it. We we beat that to death <laughs> last time, dude. Baby Yoda sucks because it's such an obvious marketing tool. It's the cutest thing you've ever seen, right next to Gizmo. But I mean, it's arguably the great cutest thing you've ever seen. Here's what makes it great. It's amazing, here's but what, it's so obvious what they're doing. But here's what makes it great because right. they fucked it up. They didn't think it was going to take off. They because they, they literally got, they wrote this whole thing before they wrote this entire thing, and they thought everyone was going to want to buy fucking Mandalorian swag. And they, they Baby they, Yoda's the biggest thing this fucking Christmas. I know, but they didn't even give themselves enough time to actually make fucking Baby Yoda merch. You, are you sure about that? Like, there's not you. You're, you're not gonna be able to buy Dude, a baby Yoda this Christmas. I want to be like, okay. Remember the the episode. Who's the, the baby Yoda of the pipe band world? Remember the episode of the office <laughs> where uh, 
Dwight buys out all the fucking unicorn fucking dolls. I do not. I wish I had thought to buy all all the Baby Yoda dolls and just sell them. Who is, Fuck everybody. Who is the pipe band world's Baby Yoda? Gotta be Stuart Little. I've assumed he's the cutest yeah. human being ever. Like, like if you just and his ears are already halfway there. He's got the ears. He's super cute. Like, just like as a human being, like he's an attractive Stuart human Little. being. But he's also like he's so like innocent we, and cute. We probably won't use it that. On. We probably won't use this as a title. But Stuart Little is the pipe band's baby Yoda. <laughs> Dude, that's perfect clickbait. <laughs> Stuart Little is baby Yoda. <laughs> I thought I thought Fusco's pipe Thousand Year Reich would be the good good. That's that's a good one, one too. Yeah. But I think anytime you mention Stuart Little, people are going to listen. So, um, so Fusco, I want to get into final thoughts here. Yeah, let's, let's, uh, let's, we got to wrap fucking this fucking thing up. Forever. Uh, Fuck what are your thoughts on you know the future of the band? Shall not be named. Uh, now that you are both a board member and the pipe major, what what are the things you want to I'm accomplish? The president and pipe major. I want to accomplish getting the band. I want to get rid of the nonsense. Essentially, like no more nonsense. It's all about the music. Um, everybody focus on music, like simple, uh, strategy and approach to do the music good and the fun will come later. The fun will come later. You're going to enjoy it once you're comfortable and it sounds, don't worry about the fun part. Now get the music down. We'll have some good goddamn times when we're fucking playing some good music. That's all I, that's my only, that's all I want. Yeah. I gotta say, um, uh, in my opinion, I, I, I agree. I agree totally. I think that it, it, it's no failure on anyone's part. I think it's just we need to refocus, especially now that... It needs refocus. Absolutely. Especially now that we have I think we've... Drums. We spent too much time allowing people to whinge. Yeah, we no, I agree. Too much openness to like, we're all in this, like we're all, we all have an opinion. Like, fuck you, we don't. This I is would, where we're going, and this is how we get there. I would just say the, do this. I would say the Keep biggest thing, the biggest thing right now, is the fact that we have momentum with the new drum corps. We do, we do. And if we don't really strike while the iron's hot, that that'll be an issue for us. We, we definitely need to. So it's a good time. We for need kind to feel of a, some success. It's a good time for it's a good fi- time for a mentality change. I think the mentality change is going to be a little stricter. Yep. Um, but that's okay. You know, I mean. I'm not stoked about it because I like to drink my whiskey flask at practice, but <laughs> but if it gets if it gets here's the thing you know what's better than having a whiskey flask at practice? What's that? Listen to good music at practice. Absolutely. So you know I think that uh, I think that we can definitely hit something and hit some contests, play some good sets. I don't care if we win or lose. I just want to play good sets that I'm happy with. Play better than we played sets last year. That I'm proud of. Like let's play with less mistakes, a little bit more music. And we'll be happy. I'll be but happy it will that. be. It will be. I think more. I think it'll be a little more uh, brutal than people are, have gotten used to in times of desperation. And it's one of those things where, ideally, neither of us would be in this position. Like we never wanted to be pipe sergeant, pipe major, vice president, and president. No, that's crazy. But in times of war, <laughs> guess what? In times of war, you have to do what needs to be done. What's the saying? The going get tough, and the tough get going. Wait, so we, sh- we should quit? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you mean like... Are we going, the like, tough? Are you going? Like I don't know. Which. <laughs> Gan, fuck yourselves. Gan, fuck yourselves. Uh, yeah, so... Yeah, no, it's going to be a whole new fucking regime. It's going to be a whole new change of mentality. <laughs> People are going to have to keep up. And that doesn't mean we're going to be like... Like intentionally going out of our way to be a-holes. That's not what we're trying to I do. Think, I, think it, I think if anything, it means we have to be more... Indifferent. 
yeah, it's it's about it's not it's not about being nicer or meaner. It's about being more indifferent and just saying here are the standards. Here are the facts, man. Here are the standards. If you don't meet the standards, I'm not mad. I'm not. I'm not happy. I'm not mad. It's just here's what you have to do. Yeah, get here. And then we'll so we gotta be we gotta be robots about it. Robots, hundred percent. I agree. I like it. I like it. I like it. All right. Well, I like that, and I like all of you. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the Chain Rain Podcast. Fusco, I'm glad you weren't dead after your adventures, because I, you know. Well, it only takes me one day to recover. I called I called Bill, and I was like, How, do you want to be my co-host? Because I'm pretty sure Fusco is autoerotic aficionate. <laughs> <Asphyxiated, isn't laughs> he might Bill? be dead. Yeah. He, he might be hanging from his shower with his dick in his hands. Or some husband tracked me down. Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. You ever use that vest I bought you for Christmas? It's not bulletproof. It's just a handsome vest. <laughs> all right, everybody. Well, you have a lovely evening, and we will catch you all later. Let's go. I'm going to say it, it to you, even though I'm going to do it. Play us out. <laughs>